Five reasons you should hunt for deer antler sheds on today's episode. Hey, welcome to another episode of the New Hunter's Guide, the podcast helping new hunters get started and helping active hunters learn new things. I'm your host, George Kanidis, and today we're going to be talking about scouting for antler sheds and talking about why you should go out there and how that can impact not just your season, but your next season, your hunting success, and just your overall state of being on today's episode. So let's break into it. Number one, why should you be out right now scouting for deer antler sheds? So I guess I should back up. Right now is the time to be scouting for antler sheds. Uh, that's that really comes between the end, the middle of January and the middle of March is sort of prime time in most places, not everywhere. Check in to do some research in your area where I hunt and in my belt of of hunting. That's uh, prime time to be out in the woods scouting for sheds. So now's the time. Doesn't mean there's there's not going to be any sheds earlier. Doesn't mean there's not going to be any sheds later. But that's sort of the the two month window from mid January to mid March of when you you have most sheds are falling. So why should you be out there? Number one, antlers are cool. Um, you know they are interesting. They are decorative. They are fun. They they have this intrinsic sort of interest and cool factor you know people hunt for the antlers um i think that's a a narrow view but you know no matter how you you judge it at least in part if you're deer hunting you have an interest in antlers whether that's the chief motivator or just one of many motivators there's something about deer antlers that are interesting there's something about them they're decorative people make crafts out of them people hang them on their walls people put them above the mantle, put them, they'll just lay an antler on top of their TV stand. They'll just, they're, they're interesting. They look good. People turn them into key holders and hat hooks and any number of things. Antlers are cool. There's just something about them. I, I, even if you go back through history for hundreds and thousands of years, antler, not hundreds of thousands, but hundreds of years and thousands of years, I don't know about any further back than that. Antlers have been interesting. People have held antlers as something of value, as something that they're drawn to, as something that was decorative. Some people say they're they're one of the most fascinating and sought after um, just pieces of of natural beauty and, and things like that. They really are cool. So that's the number one reason antlers are cool. And antler sheds, you don't have to shoot any deer. Nobody has to, you know, there there is none of this jockeying for, oh, well, maybe you should have got a bigger one or a smaller one or any of that nonsense. If you can find them, you can find them. And that's that's pretty much what it comes down to. Number two reason why antler, why you should be out scouting for antler sheds. Because of all the reasons of number one, antler sheds have value. They are worth money. There is an antler market. Depending on how big the antlers are and the quality of the antler and you know whether it's intact or not, it can be worth money. 
you know, small antlers, antlers that aren't in great shape, so forth and so on, on the low end, you know, they could have minimal value, you know, $10, $15, $20. Antlers that are big, that are impressive, that are in great shape, they can be worth thousands of dollars. Thousands. I've saw some things online when I was looking into it a few weeks ago, antlers going for hundred tens of thousands of dollars. Tens of thousands. Now you're talking massive trophy antlers in that category. But it is not uncommon to find antlers that are worth maybe a couple hundred bucks. In fact, there is a lot of antler theft that happens in the in the hunting world because people will literally trespass looking for sheds. And it's it's hard to prove that anything's missing, that there was anything there because, you know, the antlers fall off the deer and you pick them up. No one ever knows it was there. People literally, they go scouting for antler sheds at night or at odd times, trespassing because they're selling them. They're literally selling them on the black market of antlers. Not really, but they're, they're sell, there is a market. There are legitimate markets. There are auctions. There's all kinds of places and things. And a good set of antlers, you know, sets are worth more than singles. A good set of antlers can have serious value. So there, there is a value factor to it. There's a money factor. Now, you may not want to sell them, but a lot of people like to find a nice pair and say, hey, this has value and keep them and just appreciate them that much more because they know they're worth money and they'd have to pay something to get them. People make all sorts of things out of antlers. They make tools out of antlers, knife handles out of antlers. You know, decor is obvious, but there's all sort of uses and craftsmanship things and think, you know, places for antlers and, you know, is furniture and incorporating them and, you know, hotels and restaurants like to have them as decor and all these stuff, all these things, they're, they have value, they're worth money. And if you have the, the right track of land to scout or you've got found a good spot deep in the woods, public land, private land, wherever you can be where there are big bucks and you know you end up with big antlers, then that can be you know a year after year source of residual revenue. You know you, you might make a few hundred bucks that could pay for some new hunting gear next year something like that. So they are very cool and they have value. Number three, it shows you what bucks are still alive. The hunting season's over. There's no way to know exactly what deer were shot, which deer were killed, but you can tell by the antlers found which ones are still around in a particular area. Now, in some places, you know, people have dozens of trail cams. They know every buck on their property within a thousand acres. They've named them all. You know, they could find a pair of antlers and say, oh, well, you know, that was Big T. He's still around. You know, most people, that's not the way it's going to work. But if you find big antlers, you might not know, have named that deer and be able to, you know, tell everybody what his ID number is. But you know, a deer with antlers this big made it through hunting season. And they're going to be bigger next hunting season. So that's something that is pretty cool. That is, that is great scouting information for the next season. Because, you know, okay, a buck left these here. They're still around. Something's going on. Um, you know, they're, chances are they're not going to just completely and totally depart from that area. 
that shows you what bucks are still around in that general zone that you can look for, that you can think about, that you can you can try to try to locate as as you know through the summer and so on. It just gives you a window into um, you know a census of what deer are still around. Now a little bit more about that particular subject. So not everybody understands the antler cycle, so let me just. Let me just give a real quick overview on it. I don't think it warrants its own episode, but deer grow their antlers and lose them every year. They start growing them in mid-spring, early spring, once you've got spring green up and food becomes abundant again. Um, you know, probably in my area, probably around June or so, they may sprout a little earlier than that, but they start growing in June, July, and then the end of August, they're pretty much done um, and then that's over. So two to three month window, deer regrow their antlers every year and they get bigger every year. Antler growth is determined by a whole number of factors. Genetics is one, but it's actually one of the smaller factors. Age is the biggest factor and diet would be the next biggest factor. And then genetics would be number three on the list. Um, you know, it all depends on how old a deer is. You see a spike or a four point or a two and a half point, something like that. That's going to be a one and a half year old buck most of the time. You see a, a, a buck that's got maybe a, a small six point or um, you know, it might even be a really tiny eight point or you might have, um, you know, something in that zone is likely to be a two and a half year old buck. Three and a half, you're, you're liable to see a bigger six point or, you know, an eight point where the main beams are bigger and have some mass. And once you get to four year old, four year and a, four and a half years old, deer really start to mature. Now, the way that it works is as a deer's growing, the faster that the deer's muscle and skeletal system is growing, the slower and the smaller the antlers will be. Because all of that nutrition, all that food, all that energy goes into growing the animal from a fawn to a mature adult. So you've got a you know a, a fawn, which is they were born that year. They're six months old come fall hunting season. They usually have no antler growth at all. And then the next year, you know, they're growing much faster. They're, you know, maturing as an individual. You've got a few inches of antlers maybe. Then the following year, they have reached, you know, 60% of, of their of their full-grown, you know, frame. They've started to develop, so they're able to put more energy into antler growth. Once a buck hits four years old, it is much closer to full, I think actually reached full skeletal development. A five-and-a-half-year-old buck has reached full skeletal and full muscular development. So a buck is really fully mature, you know, depending on your charts and your graphs, plus or minus a few percent, they're really fully mature at five and a half years. At four and a half years, their skeleton, their bones are full size, but their muscles have still have a little bit more development. So once they hit five and a half years, they've reached maturity and they are, they're in their prime, five, six, seven years old, they're in their prime, and then they actually start to decline after that. So in those years, a deer's antlers are going to be the biggest that they'll ever be uh, under most circumstances and conditions because all that extra nutrition, all those extra nutrients are able to go into those antlers. 
over that three month growing season. So you have, um, you know, four and a half year old buck, their antlers, I think it's uh, somewhere around 70 to 80% of their full growth. And then five and six year, you get to the 100% of what that buck's capable of because now they're able to put all of their energy and nutrition into growing antlers as opposed to growing their regular bones and their muscles. What happens after hunting season um, because of the winter, because of lower food source, because of the shorter days, um, you know, bucks nutrition is now going to keeping them alive through the winter. So antler production and retention hormones are released and they literally just the, the, the calcium or whatever the material is there right at the base of the antlers erodes away and then the antlers just drop right off um, in a relatively painless process. So they can, they can drop off one at a time. They can drop off a few days in between. They can drop off a couple weeks in between. They can both fall off at the same time. It all depends. Um, every deer is different and every, every year for that deer could be different even. So there's no hard, fast rules there, but it could, does make finding a set a challenge because rarely do they fall off at the exact same moment. Even if they fall off the same day, that could be you know, spread over any distance. So you've got that going on. You know which bucks are still alive. You know who made it through the hunting season. You know who's around. And you've got these antlers to prove it because had they been shot, the, those sheds wouldn't be there. Even if the deer died of its own devices, they would still be attached to the skull. They only fall off if the deer's still alive and you have that shift of nutrition and season and breeding is no longer part of the equation, which is the, one of the main reasons deer have antlers is for the breeding season. It shows dominance. Deer are able to look at other deer and they can tell by the antlers who's mature, who's big, who's strong, who's healthy, and they can size each other up and when that's not enough, they can fight it out and they use the antlers to fight it out. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three month plan, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com waypoint. That's mintmobile.com waypoint. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com waypoint. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Eating better is easy with Factors' delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, which is the one I like, and Keto. Get started today and get after your goals. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are are ready to heat and eat so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 and use the code waypointpod50 
to get 50% off. That's Waypoint Pod 50 at factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 to get 50% off. So that's that's one of the, or some of the main reasons that they have antlers as best as we understand it. There's others, but we won't get into that on this episode. So you know now, you know, all the hunting season's over, all the breeding's over, the antlers are no longer necessary. They can drop those because they need to drop them because they got to grow bigger ones next year. Because now that deer's stronger, now that deer's healthier, and now next year he can have bigger antlers. Um, people say, well, how come there they don't just have antlers that just keep growing over their lifetime? Because there are plenty of animals that do that. And I think the reason is because antlers break. Um, you know, I've got a set of antlers in my garage right now. You can see quite clearly where one of the points was broken off in a fight. So if deer kept their antlers and they're quite hard on those antlers, if they kept those antlers their whole lives and they just kept growing, they'd break off beams, break off all kind of stuff. It just wouldn't work out. So it's genius to see how God designed them and those antlers so that they have, they grow, they're the fastest growing bone in the animal kingdom. They grow back, they're solid, they're not hollow. The fastest growing bone in the animal kingdom. They get bigger every year. They reflect that deer's health and maturity and age and diet and their strength and dominance so that deer can establish their pecking order on who gets to breed who so you have the best chance of passing on the best genes, so forth and so on, so that the new fawns that are born have the highest chance of being healthy. And on and on it goes. Now, as deer get older, the, the antler growth actually starts to, to drop off. You probably peak around five, six, seven years. And then once you hit year eight and after, they actually start to decline and can even start to decline rapidly. You know, as you get to ages 10, 11, and 12, when most bucks, if, you know, left to natural causes are, are going are gonna to putter out and succumb to one thing or another. Very few bucks, I think, in the wild, at least anywhere where I'm going to see them ever make it to that age, just because of hunters. But you do have those, you know, sometimes you've got wary bucks, but once they get to that age, they're probably going to start making more mistakes as well. So it is what it is, you know, take it or leave it. But that's sort of how that the antler growth cycle works. And when you find them in the spring or late winter, or actually, I guess it's the middle of winter, depending on where you're at, then you know who's still around and you can size that deer up. You can get a scent. You can, t- you can learn a lot from those antlers. You really can. The thickness, the size, the points. You can learn about the other bucks that are in that area based on the condition the antlers are in. If the squirrels haven't gotten to them and other critters haven't eaten them, you can tell by you know what tines have been broken off. You know, how are they marred up? Does it look like this deer was a fighter? Are they aggressive? Are they possibly a dominant buck? You can get some insight from that. And those tips can can give you just a little bit of understanding into how you might hunt that deer next year. If you see, you know, you see signs on those antlers that that buck was a fighter and they're just, you know, beat up and they've been through some stuff. Well, you might want to try some rattling in the early rut and in the mid rut, uh, hunt, hunting them the following year. Cause you met that buck might be a fighter. They might be more apt to come into rattling. You know, there's things that you can tell you see antlers that are pristine. They're not a chip. There's not a mark on them. Doesn't look like they've ever locked antlers with another deer. 
that can tell you that might have been a subordinate buck. Or just might have been a pacifist, just not interested in fighting. Might even be the biggest dog out there, but just not interested in fighting. Or could be the only buck in the area. You know, there's different things there, but you might hunt that deer differently. If you know it's not an aggressive buck, you might have to think more less along the lines of calling and more along the lines of food sources and travel patterns and so on. So you can learn a little bit about these deer and about how you might want to think about hunting next year based on the sheds that you find. So I know number three was pretty long. We should be shorter from this point forward. Number four, why re, four, or four out of five reasons that you should be out uh, hunting deer antler sheds. Scouting. Now you've got, okay, you know who's still alive. That's a type of scouting. But then you've got scouting in terms of movement, deer movement in the winter and winter food sources. So you go scouting in August or September or you know, May, June, July, you know, the intel that you get there is not worthless, but it it has minimal value when it comes to hunting big bucks during the hunting season, because food is everywhere during those months. And especially during the, the summer months when deer are in velvet, which is the membrane that surrounds the antlers that, you know, lets blood and, and nutrients flow to them so they can grow. That is a touchy, soft material. Deer are very particular about what touches their antlers when they're in that phase. They're not, they're not that hard bone that they're ready for fighting. They feel every, every leaf that touches them most likely. So deer are going to live in different places, but sure, bucks anyway. They're going to live in different places. They're going to have a different lifestyle. They're, they're just going to, you know, a buck in the summer is, is, you cannot use that data or that intel to help you hunt them come hunting season because everything changes in October. Uh, as you get closer to the rut, movement patterns change. Once deer shed their velvet in late August, movement patterns change. You know, all sorts of things begin to happen. All of the grass and a lot of the green food sources, they just complete they just die out, they turn gray. Uh, a lot of the cover that was there in the summer and in the spring and in the early fall disappears and dissolves. So come hunting season, a lot of that intel changes. But when you're out hunting antler sheds in the wintertime, that's a much more similar environment to the hunting season. That you get what you learn and what you see and where you see trails and where you don't see trails and where you find antlers and sheds, that data, that information is a lot more useful in terms of determining where deer might be next hunting season than any scouting you do from April to October. You know, this is much more useful data because it's going to show you where's their cover this time of year. Because where there's cover in January and February and early March is the same place there's, there would have been cover in November or December. So you're, you have a much more full and realistic picture. What are deer eating now? Because once they exhaust the easy food in the early fall... Um, you know, what's left, what they're finding. Well, there was whatever, wherever they're eating now, there was more of it during hunting season. And they may have been there much higher chance than somewhere else. So what you're able to find in terms of movement patterns and droppings and trails, and of course the antlers themselves, and gives you information about how you can hunt them next season and where you might want to set up. I've got a particular deer stand that it is phenomenal up until September and then at least this past year after September 
it just went from, you know, maybe a dozen deer a day walking in front of it to two or three deer a month walking in front of it from the same camera, from the same location, without moving, without changing a thing. It's just unbelievable how much that changed because food sources changed, because cover changed, because as grasses and leaves and things started to die and fall, things changed so much that deer movement patterns shifted, deer trails shifted, all kind of things shifted to other par- other places on the same property. So now is a much better time to get out there, to, to get a sense for where the deer are at now, because that's a better indicator of where they're going to be in the hunting season. Number five reason you should be out there hunting antler sheds, to get outside. That's right. Get outside, get in the woods, get some warm pants on, get a coat on, get some gloves, and get into the woods The beauty of hunting deer is that you can enjoy deer season year-round. There's always something you can be doing, and shed hunting is a highlight. Shed hunting is a highlight because you can do it on any land that you've got permission to hunt, public or private. It costs nothing. You don't have to build anything, dig anything, cut anything, plan anything. You're literally walking around looking for sheds on the ground, trying to find them, trying to, you know, you should go out in between snow. Um, it's going to be tough to find them if they're buried in snow, of course. But you're looking for antlers. You're just, and if you find them, you leave the woods with something. But you were in the woods. You were out there. You were getting fresh air. You know, I just love going out and being in the woods. Even if it's not deep woods, just being in the woods, walking through the trees, just thinking about where deer might go, what they might be doing, thinking about where turkeys might go, what they might be doing, just listening and looking around and seeing something, finding tracks and antlers is, you know, that's a huge highlight. That's a huge reason to go out. You can take kids with you, even little ones who they're not ready to hunt yet. They're, they're not able to, to, to have the discipline to be quiet or sit still, but they can go out with you and they can enjoy this part of the season it can build that anticipation, you know, over the course of years till till they are ready to go out. And it's, it can be a great time for teaching. It's also a great time to scout for other animals. You know, look for turkey sign. Look for pheasant sign. Look for whatever that's in your area that, you know, might be huntable that you might be interested in. You just see what's going on. What are the animals doing? What's happening out there? Look for coyote sign. Just get outside and get into the woods. You know, I could say do that on any given day, on any given Saturday, and it would matter. But during shed hunting season, you have the opportunity to leave the woods with something that has real value, that is cool. Um, you know, so there's there's more to it. There's you're able to to, to show fruit and product and labor, uh, or fr- of from your labor. And you know, if you're successful, you can find something. If you're not successful. Anytime you go outside is a success. Anytime you get into the woods matters. It helps. It helps you. It can relieve stress. It's all the reasons why we do this, why we want to get outside, why we want to hunt, why we want to experience nature. This is one of the best promptings this time of year to do it. So I hope that's helpful for you guys. Head to the website, newhuntersguide.com for the show notes, more information, uh, lots of other episodes on on deer hunting and lots of other kinds of hunting. Until next time, God bless you guys and go get them in the woods.